Hey, everybody. Nathan King here with the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody of our promo we have running right now with our sponsors, Home Field Apparel. You guys can go to homefieldapparel.com and new customers can get 15% off their first purchase with the code Auburn Undercover. That's Auburn Undercover, all one word, all caps. If you guys don't know, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what Home Field Apparel is, it's a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. It's incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs, including a lot of really, really cool Auburn stuff. You guys know better than anybody that Auburn's got some really cool old logos and designs from back in the glory days. And so they've taken advantage of that and gone back, made some really creative sweatshirts and T-shirts and even some joggers. You guys go check it out, Home Field Apparel. Com. They just launched a new Auburn shirt on October 9th that's honoring Auburn's first national championship season back in 1957. What they did was, and Homefield goes back and they dig through all kinds of old archives in order to find the coolest designs they can, they can get their hands on. They went back and found a postcard that was from that 1957 team that Auburn sent out and has a picture of an old obby holding up the Associated Press 1957 National Championship trophy. So if that sounds cool to you, you guys can go to homefieldapparel.com and get that on a t-shirt and you can get 15% off that purchase if it's your first purchase. Again, the code is Auburn Undercover, all one word. That's Auburn Undercover, all one word, homefieldapparel.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. We have emerged from the bye week, and we are ready for what is probably the most important game to date of the season for Auburn. Right now, a huge division matchup with number 10 Ole Miss coming to town inside Jordan-Hare Stadium at 6 p.m. On Saturday night, we're here with a roundtable edition of the podcast. Got Mark Murphy and Jason Caldwell on, and Jason, you and I talked about it a little bit after the Arkansas game and, and looked ahead just a bit. Um, you know, the, that that win over Arkansas really was exactly what Auburn needed. You really couldn't have drawn it up much better for them to go into the bye week with that kind of a win where they played, especially in the second half, they played pretty complete in all three phases um, of the game. But now they have an opportunity to have some momentum against an Ole Miss team that is also riding pretty high and feels really good about itself um, into what is just a huge, huge division matchup, not only because, you know, Auburn could kind of give itself some jockeying, you know, like, like all the teams are doing for that second place spot in the West. But after that, you've got the next one up is Texas A&M. And that's the other team that's also kind of fighting for that position. Um, so just a huge game, huge game inside Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, we'll start with the guy everyone's going to talk about the best player in this game, probably on either side of the ball is Matt Corral um, for Ole Miss. Just what have you seen out of him this season and what is Auburn going to need to do um, to slow him down? Yeah, it's really interesting because um, the funny thing about Ole Miss is, is that, you know, Matt Corral gets a lot of the attention and rightfully so. I mean, when you look at him, when you start talking about a guy that completes almost 68% of his passes, um, 15 touchdowns, one interception. He also leads him in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and tied for the team leading touchdowns. So, um, for Auburn, it's, it's you know, he's a different type of guy than K.J. Jefferson. But the offenses are, are kind of similar. I mean, they're from the same 
bloodlines, if you will. Um, you know, they're from the same Art Browse bloodlines, Kendall, Kendall Brow and, and, and Jeff Levy. Um, and so they're going to do a, some of those similar things. I think that's really good for Auburn um, that they, they just saw Arkansas. Um, but you look at it for me, Matt Corral gets a lot of the attention and, you know, Lane Kiffin's, the attention comes from him throwing his clipboard in the stands when they, they throw a touchdown pass. But you look at this team and when you just, you, you strip away the, the fancy stuff, this, this is a Gus Malzahn rushing game with a more sophisticated passing game. I mean, this team can run the football. They deal with a bunch of different guys, which is a little different than what Gus has done in the past. But when you look at, I mean, Snoop Connor, if Snoop Connor was a feature back on most any other team in this league, he's a guy that people are talking about a bunch. Uh, he averaged almost six yards a carry, has nine touchdowns. Jerry Neely is a home run waiting to happen. Um, you know, has, has made a bunch of plays. And then Henry Parrish is a guy that catches the ball out of the backfield, does a lot of different things. But, you know, Matt Corral makes it all go. Um, you know, got you know, some injuries on the offensive line. And, and Mark, something that, that could be big in this game is is that he could have two of his better receivers back um, that he's missed part of the time with this year. And um, you start talking about adding more weapons in for, for Matt Corral and Ole Miss offense, and the challenge only increases for this Auburn defense. I mean, yeah, Lane Kiffin has a reputation of being a pass-happy type coach, and he certainly is aggressive with the passing game. and do a lot of double moves. Uh, they do a lot of interesting misdirection type plays and get guys absolutely wide open in the passing game. But, uh, you know, the core of that team, and he'll tell you if you ask him, is their ability to run the football. And that sort of drives drives the engine. And uh, But they certainly have some good receivers in preseason. He mentioned he would put his three top receivers up against any three receivers in the country. And uh, there's a possibility they're going to have all those guys for the Auburn game. Um, Dontario Drummond is the only one of the uh, receivers who's played in all the games. Um, but uh, And he's a big, good, athletic guy. And uh, they just seem to be rolling them out year after year because um, they lost two really good ones last season. Uh, but they're still uh, probably close to the best uh, wide receiver group in the country. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game Saturday night. I think Auburn's going to have to score a lot of points, Nathan, to win this game. Yeah, and we'll move on to Auburn's offense now. Um, We saw the efficient performance from Bo Nix, but I think a lot of people are kind of looking to this running game. Jason, I'm I'm wondering your your thoughts on where Auburn's offense needs to go now because um, I was doing radio today and and they were talking about establishing the run and and obviously – that's something every coach wants to do. But I really think Brian Harson and Mike Bobo, we've seen so far this season, they've been okay with kind of figuring out what works over the course of the game and then just doing that. I think they like to run the ball. Um, and obviously that's the that's been the identity throughout both of their coaching careers. But again, if we get into a situation where we're seeing Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter can't get huge heads of steam against Ole Miss like, like we've seen, against other bad run defenses like Arkansas was supposed to be a pretty bad run defense and they couldn't do a ton in that game. Um, we might just see them go back to Bo Nix if that's what's working again, because um, we've seen throughout the season that they're not afraid to do that, even if it means that they kind of not abandon the run game, but you know, much more heavily rely on the pass down the stretch. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it, 
a lot of it's dictated by what the defense does on the other side of the ball. Um, we saw Arkansas change up what they were doing basically and say, we're going to try to take away that running game. And Auburn made plays in the passing game. Now we'll see what Ole Miss does because Ole Miss has essentially been almost the same type of defense. They, they actually copied Arkansas's defense after what they did last year to Matt Corral. They said, look, that's what we want to do. Um, so they've done that, which has been a little bit more three-man front, playing a little bit softer, trying to keep everything in front of them. Um, yeah, if you're if you're Brian Harson, Mike Bobo, and Auburn gets out there and and is able to run the football early, I think they would love nothing better than for Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter to be able to get you know forty-five or fifty carries and grind it out, stay on the field, keep Mac around that Ole Miss offense off the field. I would. My expectations are that that Auburn's going to have to throw the ball to set up the run a little bit more. I would expect Ole Miss to go, okay, you showed us that once, do it again. Um, and 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 I think that's what we'll see, you know, from this Ole Miss defense, a really athletic group of linebackers, um, you know, pass rusher and, and Sam, you know, Sam Williams from Montgomery that's going to have a little you know chip on his shoulder coming into this game. Um, so I think it's a uh, it's an interesting challenge. They've given up a lot of rushing yards. They didn't LSU last weekend, but uh, this is an LSU team that if anybody knows what, what you're going to get from them week to week, then then they're full of it because uh, they, they in no way. Um, we saw LSU last week, the first half of the first quarter, really dominate the football game. Um, miss on a fourth down close, and basically the game was over with after that. I think Auburn – has going to be able to run the football against Ole Miss. Can they run it and sustain it and then set up that play-action pass? I think that's the key for this offense on Saturday. You know, last year, Auburn over in Oxford had 26 first downs. Tanks Bigsby had 24 carries, and he was a big reason Auburn kept the Ole Miss offense off the field a lot, and they need to do that again if they can. And But what Nathan's talking about is right, uh, you know, Mike Bobo has been willing to change up what he's doing and throw a lot of short passes if that's what was available. And, uh, you know, it was really interesting against Arkansas. First quarter, seven pass completions to seven different guys. And uh, Jason's right about uh, Arkansas put four, four guys up there on the line of scrimmage. They've just been playing three all season. Ole Miss has played with three down linemen the whole season. Um, and – done their best to keep people from getting behind them, um, throwing the football. And uh, I'm curious to see if Ole Miss is going to change for this game. I doubt they do. I think they saw Arkansas made the change and it didn't really work like uh, two weeks ago. So I expect Ole Miss to do what they've been doing. And uh, I think one of the big questions of this thing, Nathan, is Ole Miss still a bit of an illusion on defense the fact that they're doing better statistically is it based on, you know, circumstances of games and and not playing a whole lot of good offensive teams. And, uh, yeah, I think they're better than they were last year on defense, but I don't think they're absolutely uh, that good. So, you know, if Auburn is anywhere close to playing and it's a game offensively, there's a chance to score a lot of points, I think, Saturday night, Nathan. Yeah, I completely agree. That's that's exactly where I was going. Jason, I know you did the the defense preview this week, and that's that's been a topic of this game is that – and because Lane Kiffin's bringing it up a lot that he – and there is some credit to be given. They, they win that Tennessee game with a couple big defensive stops. 
and then they hold LSU's run game in check really well and play good defense down the stretch of that game. Um, he said that game against LSU was probably the best defense he's seen them play since he's been at Ole Miss. But for you, as you looked at the body of work of this defense over the course of the season, how much of that is fool's gold and then how much of that should Auburn actually be on the lookout for? And what are the things that Ole Miss is doing well as they seem to be improving on defense? Yeah, I think they're really the only thing that I look at and go, man, that looks much different and much better than in the past is is the pressure they're putting on a quarterback. They're getting after people and rushing the passer. Some of that's been because they've been ahead in some games and they've been in these shootout type games where people haven't thrown the football. Um, so that has contributed to some of those uh, issues. Um, but when you strip it away, you look at in, in, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, you know, Alabama and Tennessee run for both over 200 yards. Arkansas runs for over 300 yards. Um, that's, that's not a coincidence. Um, I still, when, when, when I look at this team, I still see issues on the, along the front line of, of being able to, to stop, you know, teams running the football. So, I think that's where it comes down to for Auburn. I think they're going to have the ability, like I said, to make plays. I think, you know, you look at this Ole Miss defense, how much are they willing to to take chances? I, I kind of side with Mark a little bit. I, I, I kind of believe that you see them stick to what they're doing. Um, they got one loss right now. It was to Alabama. But when I look at when I look at Arkansas, that, that Ole Miss-Arkansas game, and I see 52-51, I see them having to hold off a two-point conversion at the end and then – yeah, Arkansas moved the football against Auburn, and they did some things. But I look at that game and go, man, man, Auburn, you know, really had two different situations where they controlled that football game against Arkansas on the road in a in a in an environment. It wasn't a hostile environment, but it was a good environment. Um, I just think you look at this bye week. If you're Auburn, you don't come out and and just fall flat on your face, and you do what most teams should do off a of bye week, which is take a step forward. You do those things, then then I, I think Auburn, uh, you know, I like their chances Saturday night. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and one of the big things people have been talking about coming out of the bye week, by the way, Harson 8-1 and one, um, in his head coaching career after bye weeks. Um, it's a pretty good clip for him, kind of like that used to be the storyline every year with Gus Malzahn, so Auburn kind of continues that, having a good record. Um, Mark, it was interesting talking today, really was the first time since Eric Keesaw was hired um, and, he, and he took over for Cornelius Williams that Harson was really asked to give kind of a progress report on how the receivers are doing and you know, he said there was a long way to go, obviously, but at the same time, 
Um, feels like they've made some strides. Obviously, the game against Arkansas where they only had one drop, pretty much was catching everything Bo Nix was throwing at them. That's really good progress. Seems like, obviously, the protection is one thing, but it seems like against Arkansas, we saw you were talking about they need to score a lot of points. Seems like against Arkansas, we saw what maybe the potential of this passing game can be when the surrounding pieces around Bo Nix are actually executing at a high level. You know, life is a lot easier for an offensive play caller when your receivers actually catch passes that are thrown on target. And, I mean, I never got a feeling in that game out at Fayetteville that Auburn was going to lose. Even when Auburn went behind in the third quarter, the way the offense was playing, I just thought it was a matter of time before the defense got itself righted and the offense took control of the game in the fourth quarter, and that's what happened. And uh, and I think being able to catch the passes uh, that were wide open was a big part of that. And uh, and I kept wondering, when were they going to turn Bo Nix loose, running the football? Uh, And they saved it till late in that game and uh, worked very well. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing – you know, two quarterbacks Saturday night, both guys can run the football and uh, both very dangerous doing that. Of course, uh, Matt Corral might have, might be running the ball a little too much for his own safety's sake and health, and uh, he's gotten beaten up pretty good the last couple of weeks. But I tell you what, what you guys were talking about earlier, he's worthy of admiration. That guy is a tough competitor. Um, if I had to pick a best player in the SEC at this point of the season, he'd be number one on my list, and there wouldn't be anybody even close to him right now because without him, Ole Miss would not be in the SEC West race. Yeah, that's what Kiffin's been harping on this week. Um, took a couple different – that's just that's just how Kiffin is, but he took a couple different shots this week already at Bryce Young, um, talking about the other – Heisman contender that gets to just sit back and watch his receivers all come wide open. Um, but he did kind of echo to what you're saying, um, you know, that, that that offense really wouldn't be where it is without Matt Corral because they're not like in Alabama. They don't have the kind of five-star and four-star pieces all around there. They you know, obviously recruiting well, but it's not the same talent factory and you can't just plug in a quarterback in there. Um the other side of that offensive performance for Auburn that, that needs to be there is the offensive line. Jason, we saw them, their best performance of the season, again, in another area, in pass protection against Arkansas. And now you wrote about it this week, and now it seems like there's there might be some real competition there at left tackle because of how well Killian Zaire played, the former JUCO product. Um, he was offensive lineman of the week from the coaching staff. Now Austin Troxel comes back from a minor injury. You had said that you know it, it looked like he had the opportunity to come in an emergency situation. So not a surprise that he's back after the bye week, but it um, seems like there could be a shakeup there in a, in a game where Auburn really needs the offensive line. Like you said, to play well against a good old Miss pass rush. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to see Killian Zaire out there. Um, you know, obviously when you, you, you think about Brian Arson, so much depends on, you know, has he taken it from, you know, last week, all the way through to now, and is he is he continued to to be that guy on and off the field? But um, when you look at at what you're facing, an Ole Miss defense that has those edge rushers that uses the speed, um, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Austin Troxell is a guy that is tough and is gritty, and I know he's earned that respect from his teammates and from his coaches. And so, uh, honestly, I think if Austin's ready to go, then I, I think for Auburn, you, you know, you've you're in a pretty good spot where you're going, hey. 
we threw the Zaire out there. He showed he was ready for that moment. And now you feel good if, you know, if you have to go to it. Um, and so I think that's the key, but um, Troxel has that experience. Um, and he's a guy that's been there and done it. So um, I think either way that if, if they have to go with Zaire, they're, they're fine. If Austin Troxel is ready to roll, then obviously he's a guy that's proven that. So, um, you know, you're, you're right. Offensive line for this team. Um, can they go out? Then, you know, and, and you're right that the kind of that establish it thing is, you know, it's a little overblown sometimes, but I think it's absolutely legit right now for this team. Can they go out and, and have one of those games? Um, and, you know, whether or not it's 175 yards, it doesn't need to be 300, but they need to be able to line up and run the football when they need to run it. And, and that's been you know, some of the issues for them, um, especially in the couple of games they lost. I'm not so we're not going to sit here and speculate because we don't know. And and Brian Harson's been giving us the same answer about Owen Papo for the last five weeks now. Um, but Colby Wooden did seem like he was excited about some players coming back on defense. So maybe that's a possibility. Um, Mark, just I guess we've been sitting here and like and going back and forth on this for weeks with with Owen Papo possibly coming back. But what kind of a difference really would that make if Auburn's able to get him back in this game? Um, against what Ole Miss likes to do on offense. Yeah, I was told late last week he would be back for this game unless he retweaked his ankle in practice this week. So I think that's exactly what Colby Wooden was talking about today, getting him back. And, you know, he's a guy who plays well in space. And Ole Miss is the team that tries to get their skill guys one-on-one with linebackers and anybody really in space and, and try to turn a – five-yard or 10-yard play into a home run type play. And, uh, you know, if Popo's his normal self out there playing, he can be a, a big factor because he played really well against Ole Miss in the past. And uh, I think um, he's just perfectly fit for this style of offense as far as one of these linebackers can cover sideline to sideline. You put him out there with Sakobi McLean. It uh, gives you a lot of athletic ability to try to defend these guys. And, uh, um, you know, something else to watch, too, is like oh, Auburn's defensive backs have got to be very aware of what's going on because, uh, you know, there's a good possibility even, you know, they got to be they got to worry about these guys. You know, um, the receivers are, are certainly good. And uh, but – there's a real possibility that they're going to be 25, 30 yards downfield. And if they don't check back or listen, somebody's going to be uh, chasing a quarterback who's already 15 yards downfield with momentum in that. And that could be a big problem. So that'll be something to watch because over the years, Auburn's defenses have had some problems with quarterbacks who can run the football and, uh, you know, that's certainly something to watch on Saturday night. Yeah. And I think if, like you said, if, if Owen is able to come back for this game, um, playing well against Ole Miss is certainly something he's done. Like you said, against a mobile quarterback, he just, I just have memories in my head of, of watching Owen Papa over the years. And he's got that ability like to cover a lot of ground in open space. If, if a guy takes off and scramble. So um, because he, you know, he's one of the best athletes on the defense. So, We'll get into it now, guys. I didn't really prep you beforehand uh, that we were going to actually disclose our uh, our picks for the game, but we're going to do that. So, Jason, um, how do you see this one playing out? What are what are a couple of your biggest keys? Um, and then who wins the game? And what's one player for Auburn that you think has to have a really good game? 
Yeah, I, you know, I picked Auburn 34-31. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth football game. I think it's going to take in the 30s to win. Um, and, and But I, I think this is an Ole Miss defense that, that Auburn can make plays against. I honestly think the Arkansas defense was a little bit better, and, and Auburn scored 38 on the road against them. Um, I think, you know, it's about making plays. Can you make plays down the field? Um and so when I look at it, I, I think it's, you know, the offensive line running game, but one of those wide receivers, once again, we saw it was a group of those guys against Arkansas, but Javarius Johnson um, um, made a big play down the field. And him or, you know, you know Demetrius Robertson, can they do that again? Can they stretch the field and force, you know, that old Miss defense to, to kind of expand a little bit? To me, that's going to be a key. But I'm, I'm going back underneath. I'm going – you know, John Samuel Schenker, I think, again, this is a game, speed, a pretty aggressive defense. Those six, eight, 10, 12 yard passes, I think this could be a game where he has eight, nine catches um, and, and is really a vital part of, of helping to extend drives. So, um, but yeah, this is, you're right, important game. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere, um, but I got Auburn winning in a, in a close one. Mark, you and Jason have been kicking my butt the past two SEC games, or the past two SEC games Auburn has won. I've been on the on the uh, on the opposite end of it. So, who's your pick for this one, and who's one player for Auburn that's got to stand out? You know, we didn't even talk about our picks until after we made them, and we're very scarily similar. Uh, I got Auburn winning by three points too. I got thirty-eight, thirty-five, Nathan, and uh, you know, t- to me, if they can do it, a real key to making making Auburn have success would be either Tank Bigsby or Jarquez Hunter having a really good game, Auburn controlling time of possession, and keep the defense fresh. Auburn's defense doesn't need to be out there 90 plays like it was against Arkansas and uh, because Ole Miss has got better playmakers than Arkansas did. And they'll, if, our, if Ole Miss gets 90 plays and Lane Kiffin – and, and Jeff Levy calling plays, it's going to be a big problem. So, uh, you know, but uh, they can't call plays on offense if Auburn's sitting there grinding the ball out for 10, 12, 14 play drives in five or six minutes holding the ball. And uh, uh, if they can do that, uh, Auburn's got a great chance of winning, Nathan. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago I had thought looking ahead to this game that Auburn would need to have its best offensive performance of the season to this point in order to win this game. And a few weeks ago, that didn't seem very plausible. Um, And now I think that's probably going to be the case. Um, Again, we talked about it in the open, but just the situation that Auburn has going on, um, the way that they went into the bye week. And I think Brian Harson and Mike Bobo are going to have a good plan coming out of the bye week. Um, You're right. It does. It comes down to, you know, they got to, they got to get into the high thirties. I've got Auburn winning this one, 38 to 31. Um, fans will pro- the people who know how how badly I've picked Auburn this year will probably be <laughs> mad that I uh, that I'm actually picking them to win this time. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say players, player or players who need to stand out. Kind of going along with what you're saying, Mark, is that defensive line. Um, you know, I think somebody along there we saw against Arkansas um, what can happen when those guys are making a lot of plays um, when they can make a big play. I think that's going to be key. Maybe rattle Matt Corral. Um, get yourself on the positive end of a big play involving him. He doesn't need to have every single big play on the night. Auburn needs to have some big plays um, against him. And then I think you've seen a couple games this year 
where an Auburn defensive lineman has taken over. Um, the pass rush was really good against LSU. I think Eculiotto was probably the best player in that game. He was bringing a lot of consistent pressure. And then Colby Wooden and Derek Hall were at the end of the Arkansas game, really, really good getting after it every single play. Um, so if one or two of those guys can turn it on and make like life difficult for the Ole Miss offense, I think Auburn's going to be in pretty good shape. So I do think Auburn will have an opportunity to play their best offensive game of the season. I think they will just slightly outscore Ole Miss. So all three of us for Auburn right now, um, Thursday, we'll have the whole staff picks on the website, the fearless forecaster. So you guys can check this, that out. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning, probably in the afternoon is when it'll be out. So appreciate everybody for listening. That'll do it for us on the round table edition of the podcast. Thanks so much to Mark and Jason. Thought that was a fun episode. Appreciate you guys for listening. If you guys did enjoy it, uh, like we did leave us a five-star review, wherever you guys get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever the intro and outro bumper music is by beats by Mordecai. You guys can find him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, me and Jason will recap it after the game on Sunday morning. We will talk to you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.